meeting is being recorded. Welcome to Conversations with Women Like Me. I'm Julie Fairhurst. I am the founder of the program, and I'm also the book coach. And today we're talking to Kimberly Reinhardt, and we're going to be talking conversations with women like me in business today because... Kimberly is in business. So Kimberly is a breath coach, which so I'm very interested to find out uh, what that's all about. And her company is called Breath or From Breath to Life. And it's the, the, the number two. So from breath to life. So I'm interested in finding out why her title is like that, her or her um, uh, the title of her of her business is like that as well. Kimberly lives in Terrace, British Columbia. I love Terrace. I used to live up north. So I know I know the little community that she lives in and, and it's lovely. So welcome, Kimberly. Uh, I'm just very grateful that you've decided to come and do this for us. Yes, thank you so much. I'm very grateful to be here. Good, good. So you are a breath coach. I mean, I'm going to tell you that I don't really know what a breath coach is. I mean, I, I, I kind of have a little bit of an idea in my mind, but I'm not really sure what a breath coach is. So, so do you want to tell us a little bit about what is a breath coach? Yeah, for sure. So what I do is I merely help guide people through different, teach them different breath practices for different reasons, whether it be managing stress, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, or just general overall mental, physical, or even spiritual health. Okay. So, so what type of people then, so are people in crisis when they come to you or are they, or or are they just looking for bettering their lives or what kind of folks are are actually coming to you for help? Uh, It's a mix of people. Um, You know, the past few years have been really tough. So a lot of general anxiety. Um, And then there's people who have certain dysfunctions. Um, I've worked with someone specifically, they had a, a broken rib at one time. And when you have something like that, specifically right there when it's broken you change the way that you sit or stand as well as the way that you breathe and when you do that as you're healing you kind of do that for a long period of time that it becomes just how you breathe and even after that's healed you don't realize that you're still breathing in that way and over time that can cause many problems irritability you know so many different things and yeah they don't realize that they've continued breathing in that way and they have to work to kind of train their body to breathe properly again. Oh. So I've, it's been a variety of, of yes. different things. So does that happen? Does that happen as well then if somebody's, um, cause when you said anxiety, I'm like, Oh, I know a lot of people who could use you. <laughs> so especially like you said, these last two years, so many people that, that uh, would never have thought they would have anxiety, have a developed anxiety. So would 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 you say that that is the same as someone who has a, a physical ailment? Like like, do we breathe differently if we have anxiety? We do uh, in many different situations with anxiety. A lot of the time, it depends on the situation. But normally, we breathe shallowly. We don't take you know, full deep breaths, not that we should do that consistently, but we breathe shallowly. Normally we're hunched over, which, you know, makes it hard to breathe deeply. And over time, you know, that makes you foggy headed, irritable, you can't think straight and that can lead into other things. Oh, very interesting. I never, yeah. I mean, you know, years ago on TV, I'm talking 
probably dating myself now years ago, you know, one of the one of the joking things on TV would always be somebody breathing into that paper bag. Yeah. When they were having a panic attack or an anxiety attack. But um, should we be breathing into paper bags? I don't know. In certain instances, like it is, I think people started doing that because in certain cases it can help. Um, so yeah, in a way that could help in that situation, but there are so many other different practices that if once you learn them, you can use them anywhere at any time. So, so as a breath coach, then is your, is your, um, uh, job then to, to, uh, you're teaching people how to breathe differently. Is that what you're doing? Well, so if someone comes to me and they have, certain like if they're coming to me with something specific then we work specifically on that uh sometimes people just come because they're curious and they kind of just want to learn how to you know just learn little practices to help them throughout their day and life um and then I do host classes um specifically more recently I'm hosting a class for anxiety and sleep I've dealt with a lot of people recently that have either high anxiety but or have trouble sleeping so I've kind of put classes together in that sense and I do it those in like a group setting ah so do you do that in person or is it something that you do on zoom or on? Uh, well I both I can do uh, when I when I got my certification it the world had just shut down so uh-huh. working with people, people were one, there was a period where we weren't allowed, but even after, as things started opening up, people were a little bit hesitant to come and breathe around other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. I was, at first it was all, all Zoom. Um, and now, now that things are changing, I am doing a lot more locally in town, in person. Okay. And so, and so what age groups, like, is it just all, like, would you help, help children as well? Or is this more just something adult wise? For, well, right now, as there's more learning and a little bit more certification I could get, um, I would like, I would be able to work in person with younger people. But for now, um, it is just adults in these settings, but I would really like, and I want to bring this into schools because I really feel that one, it's something that is available to everybody and you can do it anywhere. And it's such a great tool to manage your emotions and your stress and your anxieties. And if we could teach that to our children so that they can kind of grow up having those tools, you know, that, we could do them a great service in doing that because, you know, we are trying to learn how to do that as adults, but if we could teach them how to do that before they get there, you know, they might do better things as they kind of go off into that. Well, and I think children need coping mechanisms, healthy coping coping mechanisms as well. And so I think that, uh, you know, our schools are, are there for teaching, but not necessarily teaching coping mechanisms. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, when you're talking, I was remembering. So my, I've been a real estate agent for for 32 years now. So a long time, 
been in sales. And I remember, I don't know, about 10 years ago, I had this lovely lady as a client and I was selling her home and we were going in looking at, at looking at uh, condominiums, apartment buildings for her. She was downsizing. And I remember because you just it twigged my my memory when you were talking. She was breathing differently. So we'd walk. So as soon as she would walk in the door, she'd go. And then she'd walk over to in another room and she would do it again. And uh, and then she, she either got a feeling for it or she didn't. But I think it, it but now and I remember thinking, oh, you know, I got to listen to how she's breathing to get a cue as to whether or not she's she's interesting, but interested in it. But is that the kind of thing that they can that we can do? Yeah. Well, and that, too, you know, when you're especially looking at a place like that, kind of doing that calm breathing, you're kind of allowing yourself to connect deeper to that intuition that yeah. we all have. Yeah. So, she, you know, she was probably just kind of trying to see the energies there. And and yeah, no, that's definitely something we can do. Yes. Yeah. I, when you say that now, because she is, a, she is quite a spiritual lady. I bet you she was trying to connect into her intuitions and, and uh, yeah, which is a good thing because this is going to be your home, right? Yeah. So if you're not, if it's not jiving with you at first, the last thing you want to do is is buy something and then not be happy there. So, yeah. So, so with the person, so with the person that um, had the broken ribs, so, so basically what happens to us, if I understand you correctly, then is no matter what, whether we're having anxiety or anything sort of long-term, we tend to, to breathe a certain way with whatever's happening with us. And so then we have to unlearn that. Yes. And does it take a long time to unlearn those things? It depends on the person and and what the specific issue is. It can take, it can take time. Um, But normally with proper breathing, it doesn't take too long. But again, with the broken ribs, I I worked with this person for about a month until they started actually noticing a difference within themselves, not just with how they were breathing, but how they were feeling because they were breathing better. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you said that you also um, were doing a class to help people uh, uh, with sleeping. Yes. Well, I think that that's a big problem out there. I don't think people sleep properly. And so what, so what, what tips can you give people that if somebody's listening right now and they're having trouble uh, sleeping, what kind of a tip could you give them around breathing to make it maybe help them? I don't know. Is it to help them fall asleep faster? Is it to stay awake? Or I'm sorry, is it to, to like, if they wake in the middle of the night, they can do this and fall asleep again? Yeah. Well, with breathing, I I would always suggest like the basic things that people say, you know, try to not drink coffee and all all the things, no screens, Um, deep breathing with extended exhales. Um, just deep full fill up the belly fill up the chest and then try to make your exhales longer than your inhales and normally a one to two ratio so four seconds in eight seconds out and are Um, you holding that breath as well or no um just for general I would say no 
Um, you can do this. Uh, there's something, it's called four, seven, eight breath. You inhale for four, hold for seven and exhale for eight. This practice, you have to be careful. Um, elderly people, pregnant women and children might have a harder time with the hold and the exhale length. Mm -hmm. You can shorten the time or you can just count faster. Yeah. Um, but holding your breath, it just, it, I would do some personal research or reach out to someone who has knowledge on it, just because if you are dealing with anxiety and certain things, holding your breath can kind of elevate that uh, with um, certain people. So okay. you have to be a little bit careful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So don't hold your breath. And, and so you're breathing in. Can you, can you show us? Yeah. You just, when you start breathing in, you fill up your diaphragm first yeah. And then you move into the ribs and just a big full fill up everything and then just exhale as slow as possible. And then as you do that, let your shoulders and your head relax. If you're if you're laying down in bed, then just kind of let yourself melt into your mattress. Yeah. And I would say five to ten times if you're just laying in bed trying to get relaxed. Yeah. And then normally you wake up at night. See, I don't have a lot of experience. I sleep pretty well. Um, but it, I would say do the same thing. Yeah. I would think it would be a little bit easier if you've woken up in the middle of the night to kind of put yourself back to that yeah. with a few good deep breaths. Well, I was just thinking about my husband because last night my husband woke up and he said, ah, oh, I woke up and I laid here for an hour before I could finally wow. fall back asleep. Yeah, no, I definitely try. Try yeah. a few good deep breaths and just keep your body as relaxed as possible as you're exhaling. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I actually, now that I think about it, I have a friend who told me that she has trouble sleeping as well. So um, I'll be on the bandwagon. So it's seven in, no, it's four in, yeah. eight out. Seven holes. Yeah. Or eight, sorry. Yeah. Four in, eight out. Yeah. Not four in, whole. eight out. Four in. So double whatever you're doing. Yeah. I, but as you, before you go into that, just allow your body to take a few natural deep breaths just to kind of get a good rhythm and yeah. then move into it. Yeah. So, so Kimberly, why did you, why did you decide to do this? What was your, what, uh, what spurred you on to get your certification and become a breath coach? It was when I started on my spiritual journey, I started with meditation and breath work and meditation kind of go hand in hand. Um, so it was, I, I don't even remember where it was a YouTube video. I know it was a man speaking and I've tried to find it, but it was just a basic practice, pretty much what I just said, except for without the count, um, right. just big inhales and just kind of a restricted longer exhale and just relaxing the body. And it was over a period of time when I started doing this, that one, I started noticing in self how I was managing myself better specifically when it came to like I had children and as a mother as a parent you know we always have those moments where maybe we've overreacted and you know yelled or when we shouldn't have and yeah. I just noticed that over time I was handling these situations better and then it came to a point where I was before the moment happened like I could tell that oh something you know emotions were coming up or whatever. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. And I'd breathe a couple times. Yeah. And over time, one day I was in my kitchen and I could hear my kids argue or about to argue. And I got up and all of a sudden I hear my daughter go, Oh, oh wait. And I'm like, and then they're like, well, why don't we do it this way? Because it'll be fair. And oh, okay. And I just like sat down with my coffee and I was like, 
think I figured them out. And it was just a big moment, not only because this simple thing that's so available was making huge differences within myself, but just knowing, having that reassurance that doing that work on myself has radiated out. And if it can help my children, that's one of the best things. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, again, while you were talking, I thought, you know, um, those parents, you're always told, or not even just parents, but but before you jump, you should always count to 10. Or yeah. even count to 10 and just lower yourself down a bit. Maybe, maybe it's not such a big deal after all, or, you know, it's um, rather than jumping in there, saying something that you can't maybe take back or who knows, right? Yeah. So uh, breathing, take 10 breaths and then decide whether or not you still are going to go rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very easy to get caught up in that because like anger is one of the easiest emotions to kind of emit. And, you know, if once you take those breaths, you kind of almost there was a few moments where I was like, why? Like, why was I so angry? Yeah, Like it was just in that moment. And I was like, I really didn't need to be. And right. yeah, it's, it's awesome when you can handle those moments better because it teaches your kids to handle those moments in that better way because yeah. they don't do they don't do as we say. They, they do as we do. That's, that is so true. Oh my gosh. That is just absolutely the truth. Yes. And, and they learn by our example. Exactly. Yes, yes. for sure. For sure. That's just, I find that extremely, extremely interesting and, and very needed. I think it's really needed in our society. Um, You know, you wonder how many people are just walking around and, and if you're if you're under anxiety, like I don't like those breaths are I'm assuming like shallow and and you know we're not breathing the way that we should be. Yeah, and we can sometimes they're shallow. Sometimes they're it, there's different forms of uh, hyperventilation that we don't even realize we're doing. Like sometimes you take you might take a big inhale, but your exhales are, or or you take a big or a short inhale and a long exhale, and we you know, these things can cause problems. A lot of the time when we are breathing in this way, we are putting ourselves into that sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And when we're in that, it's one, our body shuts down certain processes. When we're in this state, our body needs to send energy out to our, our arms and our legs so that you know, we don't necessarily have to fight a bear anymore, but we have all the stresses of life we might and to run away. So it sends that energy out. And in order to have that energy to send out, it has to shut down certain functions. And one of those big ones is digestion. You can eat the healthiest diet you want, but if you're consistently in that state, your body isn't doing the process of actually pulling nutrients from the food. And so over time, you can end up with so many other ailments and things simply because we're in this stress state so much and using the breath, we can kind of shift into the parasympathetic, which is the rest and relax and, and restore and heal state. So, yeah. So you get older and the next thing, you know, you've got ailments popping up. Yeah. And it can have a lot to do with just the stress and the way you've been breathing and caring for yourself. And wow. Yeah. It's um no, because, I mean, some people, I mean, you know, we all have family members and I have family members that they're just, you know, they're in that constant state all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just, and, and I, and, and I mean, I never really thought about it until now, but definitely probably not breathing properly. Yeah. And it causes, when we put that stress on our body, it causes that inflammation to, to happen. And a lot of the time, yeah, over time, once we get older or something, we end up having little things that pop up, which cut, you know, can snowball into bigger things. And a lot of the time it was simply because it started at something so simple as just our stress and our learning how to breathe and relax our body when needed. And, you know, a lot of the time we end up treating those things that happen with other things that don't necessarily fix it. It's just kind of a bandaid for it. And we don't look at the cause of what, what happened. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yes, yes, I agree. A lot of the stuff that we do out there is band-aids. Yeah. And this just seems so simple. It is. Yeah. It just seems like a very simple way and healthy, simple, and something you can do that nobody even knows you're doing it. Well, exactly. Yeah. Depending on the practice, there are certain ones that are a little bit more intense, but yeah, most of the time you want to sit at your desk or in your car and just take some deep breaths. You you can make it as quiet as you possibly can and no one has to know. Yeah. No, I I think that, and and, yeah, I mean, and I don't think a lot of people think about this. No. And it's something that it's, it's right there. It's, it's always happening. Yeah. So, so when someone comes to you, do they always, do they, do you, do they normally know what they're like, why would they come to you? Like, would they, like, do they normally already know that they're what the problem is or, or do you, do they come to you and then you help sort out what their problem is? Like what the issue is? Uh, it can be both. Um, some people, again, it, curiosity, maybe they have just heard of it, whether online or through a friend and maybe just kind of want to know what it is. I know a lot of people, specifically someone who was dealing with the sleep, she try has is trying many things, uh, different Reiki healings and meditation. And this is just something that she heard of. And she was like, oh, she saw in my ad that it could help with sleep. So she just wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, and then there are people who do know about it and, you know, need a coach and want a coach. Um, there are sometimes where people just, you know, think that they have problems, they're unsure. And through working with them, I'm like, I can notice, look at how they're breathing and be like, okay, well, you know, I noticed you're breathing this way. And if we maybe change it, maybe, maybe it can help whatever ailment you're dealing with. Right, right. Well, breath is obviously important, because if we're not breathing, then we're in big trouble. Exactly. It's one of it's something so essential. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and the thought that it just can, it can, I, I do a lot of meditating. So I do understand that whole, you know, breath uh, relaxation. So, um, but I never, you know, I never like it came back to me about the lady that I had as a client, you know, going into the apartments and just and at first I thought, well, that's weird. Because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really sure what she was up to, right? But you know, that's her thing. I just leave her alone. But but really, she um yeah, she was getting the feel for what you know, how she was feeling and intuition about about that particular uh home for her. And uh, so there's a lot of a lot and I a lot of uses for this. And I'm and I'm assuming, as you said a few minutes ago, about um like when we're breathing, it's helping all of our organs. If we're not yes. breathing properly, something's going to be lacking in our body. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're bringing all the oxygen in, but then also just that your pattern of breathing can switch you from those two different states. And, mm-hmm. you know, one, the sympathetic is there for a reason. You know, it's kind of what gives us drive. And, and you know, if we ever need to run or fight anything, that's there. But, you know, we can't consistently be in that state because it's, it's there for a purpose. But, right. again, that purpose can only run so long. You know, I heard somebody once explain that fight or flight stuff. Uh, They said they were talking about the animal world. And so you imagine a deer and, and I don't know, a wolf. And the wolf is chasing the deer and the deer has now got to run and get away from him. But as soon as the deer, as soon as the wolf has stopped chasing the deer, the deer just starts eating. Yeah. Like it goes it goes right back into the relaxed mode and and starts to eat and you know do its thing where we humans I don't think we we carry that yes and and not healthy to carry that stuff around for long periods of time no because it's oh yeah over time it builds up in in can come out in many different ways. And actually another uh, thing that I, I hear all the time, I don't know if you've heard this one, uh, if you've ever heard or seen ducks fight? I don't think I, oh, I, I've seen them fight, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen afterwards when they shake? Yes. Okay, they are the they are actually aren't the only animal that does this. Uh, there's other animals that do this, but there's a reason for that. Because when we are in like such an intense moment and, you know, we have adrenaline, we have all that energy within us. And what they do is when they shake, they get rid of that energy. But what we do is we hold on to it and then it ends up causing us problems. And that's why uh, one of a good breath practice I like to do is sighing and shaking. You just kind of stand around and shake and you just kind of get rid of all that extra energy so that it's not pent up and going to come out later. I never, I never would have thought. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, so that, so what you were just describing then. So, I mean, I suppose you could do that at any time, but that's if you're dealing with, if you were dealing with a really intense situation or something, you want to just get rid of that, just shake that off and, and, and be done with it. And what kind of breathing are you doing then? Are you Uh, you doing that? Sorry. You could. You could do any type a lot of the time, like, yeah, let's say you just got off the phone and you just maybe had an argument with someone and you just kind of have that pent up energy. You can take big breaths with long exhales and shake or uh, what I do is big exhales and just and just shake it out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I never even thought of that. That's a great tool. Thank you for sharing that. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's super interesting, Kimberly. I, um, I'm, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you today about it. And, and uh, because if I don't know about it, I, like don't understand it, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other people out there that don't understand it as well. And I think it's fabulous that we're able to educate everyone because this is such a like even just talking to you now, now I'm, I'm going to use a few of these little things. I, I am for sure. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it was just, you know, just from having our conversation. Um, and, uh, but it's good to know that if you're, if somebody's really, you like really needs 
some, well, not even really, but wants to get some assistance uh, with with whatever they're dealing with, that that you're there to help them with that. And uh, I think that that's wonderful because it's a very, it's, I mean, it's natural. We breathe and, and, and it makes complete sense on how it would help our nervous system. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I hope you get it into the schools. Like I truly do, because I think those kids, a lot of kids could really benefit from it because, you know, they're wiggly and they need, you know, some kids are great at sitting. Some kids are not great at sitting and, and it just a, a way for them to, uh, to, to a, a coping mechanism mechanism for them as well. Which, well, yeah, and I don't think they're meant to sit for that long, but that's exactly like they to learn these things at a young age can help them throughout their life. Yes, no, for sure. Wow. Well, before we go, Kimberly, is there anything at all that you would like to share with everybody? Any little thing we didn't touch on? Any words of wisdom? Anything at all? Um, I don't know. Just remember to breathe. Just I guess. remember to breathe. <laughs> that's, I'm sure, got to be your motto. Just remember to breathe, people. So that's what she, that's, and I mean, that's a great tip. And that's wisdom. Breathe. You know, when you see you're in, in, that, in that state, probably most of us are holding our breath or breathing really shallow. Relax and just shake it off and breathe. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Well, um, so if anybody is interested in reaching out to Kimberly, um, in the details, uh, we will have uh, how you can reach her with some information. And uh, so don't be shy. Uh, She's a lovely lady, and she'll be able to certainly help you. Uh, if you're having any problems with your sleeping or anxiety. And that's the thing, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to have these problems. So we we get them and we we can release them, but sometimes we just need a little bit of help, and maybe it's some some help from something we haven't even thought of. Like I would never have until now. I personally would never have thought uh, to get some help with with breathing and uh, and and see a breathing coach, probably because I didn't understand <laughs> exactly what it was. So, well, I appreciate you again, Kimberly. Thank you very much for doing this. And uh, again, everybody, if you're interested at all uh, in reaching out to Kimberly, all of her information will be in the details. So thanks again, Kimberly. I appreciate you doing this for us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye.